it's great to be in the house of the Lord with each and every one of you today. So thankful that we can gather in this place, in this room, on site here, in the parking lot, as the people of God, as the family of God. How many are thankful for that today? You know, what a day to serve the Lord. What a time, what a moment in history to be alive to serve our Lord. Leviticus 24, verses 1 to 3. Please follow along in your Bibles. Then the Lord spoke to Moses, saying, Command the children of Israel that they bring to you pure oil of pressed olives for the light, to make the lamps burn continually outside the veil of the testimony in the tabernacle of meeting. Aaron shall be in charge of it from an evening until morning before the Lord continually. It shall be a statute forever in your generations. Exodus 27, verses 20 and 21, reading from the message. Now order the Israelites to bring you pure, clear olive oil for light, so that the lamps can be kept burning. In the tent of meeting, the area outside, the curtain, that veils the testimony. Aaron and his sons will keep this light burning from evening until morning before God. This is to be a permanent practice down through the generations for Israelites. There is a command to this generation. A command that has gone down through the generations. The generations that have served the Lord, the people of God, sons and daughters, fathers and mothers. A command the Lord gave Moses, a command that Moses was to deliver to the people. Command the people to bring pure oil. Command the children of Israel that they bring pure oil of pressed olives for the light. Why? To make the lamps burn continually. To keep the light burning in a generation. To keep the light burning in the house of the Lord. The voice Bible reads, keep the lamps burning continually and producing the best light possible. Keep this place lit, burning, producing the best light possible. Without oil, the lamps wouldn't light. Without oil, the lamps wouldn't burn. Without oil, darkness would set in. Without oil, a statute would fall. And so the Lord called for oil. Yet the command went further. It was more specific. It was more precise. The Lord said, bring pure oil. He called for oil, but he made it clear. Command the children of Israel. Command the sons and daughters. Command the fathers and the mothers. Command the generation to bring pure oil. Pure, clear oil, free of debris, not clouded. 
He called for this pure oil and he said, bring an endless supply. Keep bringing pure oil. This endless supply that it would keep the lamps burning continually and producing the best light possible. Back to Leviticus 24, 1-3 in the King James Version. And the Lord spake unto Moses, saying, Command the children of Israel that they bring unto thee pure oil, olive, beaten for the light, to cause the lamps to burn continually, without the veil of the testimony in the tabernacle of the congregation, shall Aaron order it from the evening until the morning before the Lord continually. It shall be a statute forever in your generations. So where are we going with this today? I believe the Spirit of the Lord is in this place to remind us that the same command is upon this generation. The same call is upon this generation. As we've read the Word, it says this shall be a continual, perpetual command. This shall be a practice that goes down through your generations. The same command is upon us and the same call. The Lord is commanding His people alive now at this point in history. His sons and daughters, His fathers and His mothers, He's commanding them now to bring unto Him pure oil beaten for the light to cause the lamps to burn continually. It's the command that has come down through the generations. It's the command that has come down to this generation. The NLT reads, The Lord said to Moses, Command the people of Israel to bring you pure oil of pressed olives for the light, to keep the lamps burning continually. This is the lampstand that stands in the tabernacle in front of the inner curtain that shields the Ark of the Covenant. Aaron must keep the lamps burning in the Lord's presence all night. This is a permanent law for you, and it must be observed from generation to generation. I want to say to all of us here today that we are in this together. We all play a part in this. We all have our place in this. We are all vital when it comes to lighting the house of God. The Lord is calling us. The Spirit of the Lord would say to us today that the splendor of this house is dependent upon our observation of this command of the Lord. That this house would be lit, this house would be burning, that the lamp would not go out, that the light would not go out. And so the Lord is saying, bring oil to the house. But not just any oil, bring pure oil beaten for the light. Bring pure oil to the house of the Lord. If this house is to produce the best light possible, we have to keep on bringing pure oil. We have to keep on bringing costly oil, oil beaten for the light. I'm thankful for the generation that went before us that kept bringing oil. They kept bringing pure oil beaten for the light. They went to work beyond this place on Sundays. They got in tight with Jesus, with his presence. They got into the secret place. They prepared and came to the house of the Lord. Brought oil to the house of the Lord. You know, imagine if every one of us, individuals, couples, families, 
we're to continually bring pure oil to the house of the Lord. Every single one of us in on this because we all receive this command. This is a command to every single one of us to bring pure oil to the house of the Lord. Sons and daughters, fathers and mothers, the children, the youth, the young adults, the young marrieds, the old marrieds, purposing to bring pure oil to the house. The lamps would never go out. The lamps would always be burning and the lamps would always be producing the best oil possible. You see, we often hear that it's not about a building, that it's not about this place. And though I would agree, I would caution us today because I would say this, that the Lord loves his house. The Lord loves the place where his people gather. The Lord loves this place. He doesn't downplay this place. He doesn't just say, well, hey, it's just a building. And perhaps this generation has somewhat embraced that idea. And if that's our thought process today or the conviction of our heart, I would simply caution us today. The Lord loves his house. His eye is on his house. His heart is on his house. He cares for his house just like you would care for your earthly house. Think about that today. Heaven forbid we ever downplay the house of the Lord. We should treat it with the utmost respect, honor. There is to be an eternal flame lit in the house of the Lord, producing the best light possible. Why? Because the Lord is after a place that is lit so bright that the sinner trembles. The Lord is after a place that is lit so bright, so intense with light that the darkened tremble. The Lord is after a place lit so bright, shining so bright that the prodigal tremble. Lit so bright that darkness is immediately exposed driven back in the house of the Lord. I want to share with you the words of David Wilkerson. Ye hypocrites, well did Isaiah prophesy of you, saying, This people draweth nigh unto me with their mouth and honoreth me with their lips, but their heart is far from me. Matthew 15, 7 and 8. He continues, I want to talk to you about mental distractions during prayer and worship especially in the house of God. Jesus called people hypocrites who came into his presence mouthing words of praise, but whose minds and hearts were preoccupied. He spoke directly to them, saying, You give me your mouth and your lips, but your mind is somewhere else. Your heart is nowhere near me. What about you? Most likely you are present in God's house for an hour every week. Your body is in the church, but where is your mind? Your mouth says, I worship you, Lord, but is your heart a thousand miles away? Where do your thoughts take you during worship and praise? Do you become preoccupied with family concerns or a business matter that's been hounding you? 
How distracted do you get during that hour in church as the congregation draws near to God's majesty? It's dangerous to come into God's house and enter into his presence lightly. Then Moses said unto Aaron, This is it that the Lord spake, saying, I will be sanctified in them that come nigh to me. And before all the people I will be glorified, Leviticus 10.3. The Lord said to Aaron, I will not be treated as an ordinary person. If you're going to come into my presence, you must come before me sanctified. All who approach my holiness must do so with carefulness and thoughtfulness because of my glory and majesty. If your heart is not engaged during worship and your thoughts are not captive to the obedience of Christ, you might as well put a straw man in your seat. At least that is more honest than coming into God's house with no mind and no heart. The reason many Christians do not worship with power, excitement, and zeal is because they have no intimacy with Jesus at home. Those who have learned to worship and focus privately bring their own fire, a fire ignited in the secret closet of prayer. True worshipers can't wait to get to church to praise the Lord among His people. Wow. It's a serious matter coming into the house of the Lord, the King of Kings, our Savior, our Lord, our Commander, our Chief, our Cornerstone. I'm so thankful for a church of true worshipers. A church of in spirit and truth worshipers, those that bring not only oil, but those that bring pure oil that has been pressed through a pressing in day after day, Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, Saturday, a people that can't wait to get to the house of the Lord, a people that can't wait to bring pure oil to the house of the Lord, see this place lit like never before to keep the light burning continually down through the generations. I'm so thankful for a church of worshipers. Those that come in and lift their hands. Those that sing and mean every word. Those that pray and seek the Lord. We see what the Lord is doing in this house even at 9 o'clock. On Sunday mornings, individuals, families showing up to pray, to seek the Lord and prime the pump to get things ready. Tuesday nights, young and old coming to pray and seek the Lord. Bring pure oil to the house of the Lord. If you hear nothing else this morning, I pray that the Spirit, the Spirit would make this so real to you. That the call is not to this generation simply as a whole, but it's to the individual. It's to each individual that makes up this generation. In this time in history, the call goes out to you, the call goes out to your son, the call goes out to your daughter. The Lord is saying, command the people to bring pure oil. 
command the people to bring pure oil that the house would be lit with the light so bright, producing the best light possible. The Lord is calling His people to live a pressed lifestyle, a pressing in, that we would grab hold of this and commit to the will of the Lord. We would understand that it is a permanent practice that is to go down through the generations, forever in our generations. I'm so thankful for a church of all ages. So thankful for the young, so thankful for the pillars in the house, so thankful for those that are older than I am, those that are younger than I am. We're all in this together. A church representing generations, I've seen it and I see it now, down it goes through the generations. The Lord is counting on His people. The Spirit of the Lord is saying today, God is counting on His people to bring pure oil pressed in the secret place. Pressed and beaten in the secret place, He's counting on us to light this place up. Pressed in our homes, pressed in private. The Lord is counting on true worshipers who can't wait to get to church to praise among His people. Let's not downplay the house of the Lord. But let's exalt and lift this place up. Let's care for this place. Let's honor and respect His house. I want to remind us today of how valuable we all are. See, the Lord is after the pure oil that you can press out. His eye is on the individual. He's seeking those. He's looking across the earth, the generation. He's seeking his heart. He's beating out pure oil throughout the week. Come and light the house of the Lord. The Lord is after the pure oil that, that I can press. He's after the pure oil that my family and your families can press out. The Spirit of the Lord is calling for this pressing, and it's a pressing that has to go down through the generations. A pressing that must continue. From the young to the old and the old to the young. The Lord's heart, the Lord's heart is that children know how to press for pure oil. His heart is that teenagers know how to press for pure oil. If I could let you see the heart of the Lord today and feel the heart of the Lord, it's the young adults know how to press for pure oil. It's that adults know how to press for oil. Married couples know how to press for oil. That families know how to press for oil. That when we come to the house of the Lord, we fulfill the command that's gone down through the generations and has arrived at this generation, and it's the same today. God is saying, command the people. Command the people to bring pure oil, beaten for the light. Where and how do we get the pure oil the Lord is asking for? We've already touched on this today. It's the place of pressing and by pressing. The place of pressing and by 
pressing. So we are asked today, is there a pressing beyond this place? Is there a pressing that produces pure oil, pressing that would even produce fuel for the light of the house of God to keep the lamp burning, to keep the light burning? Continually throughout the generations, is there a pressing and even an igniting beyond this place, having learned to worship and focus privately? I asked the church today, have we learned to worship and focus privately? Real time spent with God, where our minds are truly focused, where our hearts are rightly set. Pressing for oil. It's so true that true worshipers can't wait to get to church to praise the Lord. To praise the Lord among his people. The house of the Lord needs your oil. The house of the Lord needs your fire. Let's not just view the house of the Lord as the place where we come to get lit, but the place that we come to light. I think many of us view the house of the Lord in that, in that way. It's, this is the place I come to get lit. This is the place I come to get fueled for the week, the place that I come. And the Lord is saying, if you take care of your week, Yes, you still get blessed in this place, but you can be one that comes to light the house. You can become one that brings pure oil, a family, a couple, an individual that brings pure oil to the house of the Lord. The Spirit of the Lord is here today, and God is calling this generation. Don't just view church as a drop-in where you come to get lit. Start to understand that the command has gone down through the generations, and it's now arrived at our generation. It's time we bring pure oil. We take responsibility for lighting this place up. To burn with a light so intense. The CEB Bible reads, The Lord said to Moses, Command the Israelites to bring pure, pressed olive oil to you for the lamp, to keep a light burning constantly. Aaron will tend the lamp, which will be inside the meeting tent, but outside the inner curtain the covenant document. From evening until morning before the Lord, this is a permanent rule throughout your future generations. This is a permanent rule. Imagine if the people of God stopped pressing. Imagine if the people of God, this generation, the sons and daughters, the fathers, the mothers, the children, the teenagers, the young adults, the young marrieds, the adults. Imagine if the people of God quit pressing. Imagine if they quit pressing for pure oil, beaten for the light. Imagine if the people of God in this generation quit bringing oil. If they quit coming with oil. Every generation must take responsibility to keep the lamps lit in the sanctuary. Every generation must take this seriously. 
because the light is always one generation away from going out. I want to remind you of the words of John Wesley. He said, what one generation tolerates, the next generation will embrace. What one generation tolerates, the next generation will embrace. Parents, think about it. What one generation tolerates, the next generation will embrace. I've talked to parents lately, some from this house and some from not this house, believers and unbelievers alike. Sometimes I hear, I don't know why my kids like that. I don't know why my home is like that. I don't know. I wasn't raised like that. Well, you're the one raising now. And what you're tolerating, the next generation will embrace. I grew up in a generation that didn't tolerate looseness with church attendance. But if you're going to tolerate looseness with church attendance and downplay the house of God, I'm just going to warn you right now. Watch out. It's what the next generation is going to embrace. So the Lord's coming today and he's saying, command the people. Not just the parents. I know the kids aren't in here right now. Not just the adults, teenagers. It's time. And I'm so thankful for a youth group. I'm in there on Tuesdays. A group of teenagers, junior, senior high, that actually know how to press for oil. We know how true it is, how a house of God that was once so bright can go dark because pressing stopped and oil bringing stopped. How bright this place is has much to do with the people of God, individuals, families, sons and daughters, old and young. Psalm 78, verses 1 to 7. Give ear, O my people, to my law. Incline your ears to the words of my mouth. I will open my mouth in a parable. I will utter dark sayings of old which we have heard and known and our fathers have told us. We will not hide them from their children, telling to the generation to come the praises of the Lord and His strength and His wonderful works that He has done. For He established a testimony in Jacob and appointed a law in Israel which He commanded our fathers that they should make known them, make them known to their children, that the generation to come might know them, the children who would be born, that they may arise and declare them to their children, that they may set their hope in God and not forget the works of God but keep His commandments. The Spirit of the Lord is in this place today, and He is commanding fathers and mothers today to make known to their children There is a command that goes out. Our responsibility is to make it known. The next generation has to choose for themselves whether they're going to press for pure oil, whether they're going to follow the ordinances of God, run with the commands of God, 
hold to the true word of God, the doctrines, to keep the house lit in their generation. The reality is, if Christ should tarry, my prayer would be that this house would always be lit. And the prayer would be that every church, every church should be lit, producing the best light possible. But what's it going to take? It's going to take a people that get serious throughout the week, pressing for pure oil. Pure oil beaten for the light. You might have to beat your flesh a little bit. Beat down the flesh. You're going to have to set some time aside, make an appointment with God and keep it. Don't let go of the things that have produced that pure oil. The practices, the doings, the goings. It's going to take a people to come to church with a burden to light the house. Not just be lit. This is the body of Christ. This is the church. We all have a role to play in this. We can have the worship team return today. There is a command to keep, Leviticus 24, 1 and 2. Then the Lord spoke, saying, Command the children of Israel that they bring to you pure oil of pressed olives for the light to make the lamps burn continually. And so I want to encourage you today, I want to encourage all of us today to bring pure oil, to press for pure oil, to press out the impurities. Press out the impurities. Don't just bring oil, bring pure oil, bring clear oil for the light that the house of the Lord can burn bright. Press out the impurities, press out the debris, press out the murkiness, press for purity beyond this place. Press for purity. Learn how to worship and focus privately. Have we learned to worship and focus privately? To get into the secret closet of prayer, the place of pressing, the place of intimacy. This is the responsibility of every individual. I have a responsibility to press for oil. You have a responsibility to press for oil. You say, at what age? All ages. Teach your children. Don't hide it from them. Teach them how to press for oil. Teach them how to press out the impurities. We need children that come with pure oil to light up the children programs. We need youth that come. We need youth that understand and know how and have been taught and are told how to press for oil. That they're givers, not just takers, if you can understand what I'm saying today. They come to light the house, not just be lit. Your private worship, your secret closet of prayer, it's not my place of private worship. It's not my place of secret prayer. Your place of pressing is your place of pressing. It's not my place. Your home is your home. It's not my home. 
Your family is your family that God has entrusted you with. It's not my family, although we are the family and we all care for each other. Your sons and your daughters. They're your sons and your daughters. What do we want their walk with the Lord to look like? And I know it's a personal relationship with Jesus Christ, but it is true that what one generation tolerates, the next generation will embrace. It's time that we be the example. It's time that we stand for what is right. It's time that we show the next generation what is right. Let's not get too loose, if you know what I'm saying. And then hope one day God's just going to, you know, wake them up. Our responsibility is not hide these things, to not hide these things from the next generation. Why? Because the Lord, if he should tarry, wants the house of God lit. He not only wants the house of God lit continually, he wants sons and daughters lit. He wants his people lit. He wants his people shining so bright down through the generations. That's the call. It's not in his mind that his church would grow dim as it approaches the day of his return. I think he's sitting up there and you know he is. He wants his church to shine brighter and brighter from glory to glory, from strength to strength. Maybe that's why there's that caution. Don't forsake the assembling of yourselves together as is the manner of some. It doesn't just stop there. It says so much more as the day approaches. Newsflash, we are the closest generation to the second coming of Jesus Christ. Heaven forbid we're the ones closest to the second coming of Jesus Christ, but the ones that go to church the least. The ones that pray the least, my house shall be called a house of prayer. The ones that worship the least, the ones that tithe the least, the ones that aren't quite as holy as the last generation. We are responsible for our time. The generation before laid the foundation. They didn't hide it from us. They didn't hide it from us. They didn't get loose. They didn't tolerate things that we would embrace. You're saying maybe in your circle, and it comes to your mind, and you say, there was toleration of things that I've embraced. If that's you today, the Lord would say, listen, things can change right now. God can take you right now from that place of tolerating things that aren't right. He can lift you from that and send you forward and send the generation to come forward as we purpose as we purpose to light this house to light this place and that we get lit there's a supply that only you can offer the house of the Lord get excited about the house of the Lord I'm preaching to the choir today I know but get excited about the house of the Lord that spirit that can't wait to get to church to praise the Lord. I mean, I'm not in your car with you. But are you excited? Are you ready? Like Saturday night, you already anticipate tomorrow's game day. You know what I'm saying? 
I'm anticipating getting to the house of the Lord. I've got to get there early so I can get warmed up. I just get that picture right now. Like, get to the house and get warmed up. If I told you you were playing in a game tomorrow, whatever sport that is, I think you'd get there and get ready. You might get there and stretch, hey? Might get there and warm up. So the right, I mean right, the first chord in, it's just presence of God in this place. Get excited about the house of the Lord. The Lord loves anticipation for his house. How many like when they invite guests over and the guests aren't really excited about being in your presence or being at your house? They're not really excited about the food you prepared, the music you've chosen. Not, not really excited about the temperature in the room. The Lord loves excitement for his house. He loves people that are excited to get into his presence. He loves anticipation as we make our way to the house. He loves anticipation. We got to tell our children as we're going, we're going to the house of the Lord. Are you excited today? Do you understand where we're going? We're going into the presence of Jesus. We're going into the presence of the King of kings and the Lord of lords. The one that actually paid the price. You can have eternal life. Are you excited? You got to get them excited. They're your sons and daughters, but guess what? We're all players on the team. We've got to get them excited. The Lord's looking for anticipation. God's not stuck inside this room and you come in and, you know, turn on the anticipation right at the door. God's with you in your car. That spirit that's ready, that spirit that's going, the Lord loves anticipation as we enter his house. The Lord loves excitement in his people. Enter his gates with thanksgiving, into his courts with praise. I think, do we enter this place with thanksgiving, hearts full of thanks, hearts focused? We come and we say this is game day and we're going to set our eyes on the prize. We're going to focus in this place. Lord, push out any hindrance or distraction as we're in your presence. Well, Psalm 122, verses 1 to 4. I was glad when they said to me, let us go into the house of the Lord. Our feet have been standing within your gates, O Jerusalem. Jerusalem is built as a city that is compact together, where the tribes go up, the tribes of the Lord, to the testimony of Israel, to give thanks to the name of the Lord. The Passion Translation reads, A Song of the Stairway by King David. I was overjoyed when they said, Let's go up to the house of the Lord. And now at last we stand here, inside the very gates of Jerusalem. O Jerusalem, you were built as a city of praise where God and man mingle together. This is where all the tribes of Yahweh are required to come and worship him. The message reads, when they said, let's go to the house of God, my heart leaped for joy. When they said, when they said, you got to show your children, we got to show the next generation, we got to show our spouse, we got to show our friends, we got to show people our anticipation for the house, our excitement for the house. If you're here today and you don't have anticipation for the house of the Lord, I would encourage you 
as you leave this place to purpose this week to make an appointment with God and keep it every single day, to set time aside. You say, I don't have time. Yes, you do. We all have time. Time is the greatest currency. How are you spending your time is the question. What are you spending your time on? If you don't have much anticipation for the house of the Lord, would you start to make an appointment? Would you set some things aside? Would you beat down the media? Would you beat down the flesh? Would you start to spend time in the presence of the Lord, get intimate with Jesus? You have pure oil ready to go. I just get this picture right now. You know, if you were coming to somebody's house, and they asked you to bring something, and you, you prepared something, and you were so proud of it, and it was ready to go. You'd have anticipation to get there and share it, to share it with the people, that they could taste it, that they could appreciate it, that they could use it to bless others in the place. It's the same way. When you know you've beaten pure oil, and you got something to bring to the house of the Lord, there is anticipation and excitement inside of you. You're ready. You're driving there and you're vibrating. You're driving there. You're so excited. I can't wait to get there to offer this to the house of the Lord. I can't wait to get with others and see what they've, what they've brought to the house. So I can't wait to light the place up. To light the place up. Our last reference today, Deuteronomy 6, 6 to 9 in the message. Write these commandments that I've given you today on your hearts. I pray that you do. Get them inside of you, and then get them inside your children. Talk about them wherever you are, sitting at home or walking in the street. Talk about them from the time you get up in the morning to when you fall into bed at night. Tie them on your hands and foreheads as a reminder. Inscribe them on the doorposts of your homes and on your city gates. Let's stand today.